Manipulating people because the end will surely justify the means. Putting your best foot forward and hiding the other one in the closet. And hiding compromises and vague and empty answers. Think we're talking about politics? Think again. We're just talking about ministry. This is the Mad Pastors Podcast. Welcome to the Mad Pastors Podcast, the honest podcast for honest pastors, powered by G6 Allies, because everybody needs an ally. Welcome back to the Mad Pastors Podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Ian. And we switched roles this time, Ian. How yeah, about that? Kind of like weird. It. I don't like it. I know. You like being front and center. I it get feels it. Like wearing, uh, it feels like wearing starchy pants that haven't been worn in yet. So. I like starchy pants. Well, then maybe you should get back in your role. Okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. Listen, it's it's been a great four weeks, hasn't it? Listening to... Uh, pastors who are willing to give their time and talk about the why of ministry and and everything that's been going on for the last few weeks. And so we just want to thank every one of those honorary mad pastors. Our last one was uh, Philip Nation, and we appreciate his time and just really recapping and ending everything out um, on a great note. And so I hope... If you did not listen to those, I want mm, you to go back and, and hear those. Uh, why? Over what I think was the title yep. we gave to those. It was we a had, title for all of them, but then there was a clever subtitle for that each one about. that was related to the particular Mad Pastors subject. Right, we, so we had Philip Nation, we Dave had Carroll. Uh, Dave Carroll, we had John Trevor, Hammaker, Trevor Hammaker, and then yeah. uh, the first one was John Oliver. So, <sighs> thank you guys. Appreciate yeah. all that you uh, contributed to that, and. Uh, look forward to having some more conversations mm. with more Mad Pastors as we go. In fact, Ian, we're real excited about some of the new things that G6 Allies is yeah. working on and, and developing. And so you guys stay tuned to that. Go to our website, mm. g6allies.com, sign up for our mailing list, provide your email, and, and that way you can be the first to see the new stuff that's coming out. Yep. Pastors, ministry leaders, pastors-wise, all of you, you're going to want to see a lot of this cool stuff that we're, that we're getting ready to launch. If you're uh, only to listening launch. to the podcast first, thank you. But if you're only listening to the podcast, you're only getting 25 to 50% of everything that we're offering and and so we don't want you to miss that we're every time that we walk through a specific subject we almost always have resources available for that subject so that's a really big deal as well as like michael said some huge stuff that's coming out they say that it's always darkest before the dawn and 2020 has been pretty dark so (laughs) get ready for a dawn Um, dawn will be very bright (laughs) it will be because hey 2021 is not a year that you have to uh, do ministry alone. And it's not a year that you need to let ministry destroy you or keep adding you to the statistics. And that doesn't matter if you sit in a pew and listen and lead by example, or if you're on staff at a church. Um, We partner with churches, we partner with individuals, we partner across the board. And I'm really excited, Michael. Uh, We currently, it's in development, uh, but we currently have in development several resources. Our first ones to be uh, written with G6 allies um, rather than just us working through it. And so that's really cool. We're able, we're finding healthy people. We're helping unhealthy people. I mean, there's just a neat connection. And at the end of the day, that's what we're all about is building that network. So please don't don't forget to go and like us on Facebook, to follow us, and just to go online and see what we're all about and give a little bit every once in a while and partner with us financially. I'm just saying. Yeah, so... Well, we're gonna we're gonna start today with the next episode uh, on the next resource that we're gonna create. A word that we've all heard too many times, but explained poorly most of the time. And what is that word, Ian? 
integrity. Well, that was kind of weird the way you said that. Integrity. I wish I could do like Morgan Freeman. Like integrity. You I think can't you it. think Morgan Freeman would do the voiceovers? Dude, for Morgan our podcast? Freeman or somebody that it, it, it doesn't even matter if it was just somebody that could do a Morgan Freeman impersonation. Hmm. I need integrity. I can't do it. I always want to go integrity, and then it just comes out weird. But either way, integrity. And before if you're you, listening to this, everyone, I'm sorry <laughs> if you turn. If you turn, if you're about to turn this podcast off because you're like, I've heard all this, please keep it on because we're about to uh, challenge what you normally hear. This is probably, I think, one of the most misunderstood terms that we use in leadership and Christian life um, because it's just not observed or understood biblically or even just uh, consistently or conceptually. So, one great uh, quote that we've came across as we were, you know, kind of preparing and studying, and, and this will also be going with a resource coming out soon uh, on the subject of integrity, that if you value your integrity, then be prepared to take a beating from those who have none. And I think a lot of people <laughs> out there... a very true statement. It's so true. But I think that here's the thing. I think a lot of people, um, you know, ignorant, not in, a, not in a hateful way, but just lack of being educated or lack of thinking through it. I think a lot of us at, at different times in our lives have taken a beating from people without integrity. And the sad thing is we don't realize that's the reason. Um, we tend to overtrust in certain areas and then become jaded in others. And uh, integrity is, it is, it refers to more than just, I think C.S. Lewis had a great quote, but I think that it's one that was about an aspect of integrity, not about it as a whole. And he said, integrity is what you do when no one is looking. And I think that's the working definition for everybody. If you're by yourself, you know, I've updated that definition when I would teach people, I'd say for a long time, it's not just what you do when nobody's looking, but it's being the same person no matter who you're with. I think that gets a little bit closer, but we want to look at it in a deeper way over the next few weeks. Yeah, and integrity is one of those things that we all we all recognize that we should have it, Yeah, and we like to think that we have it, but when it comes right down to it, of I need you to explain to me what it means to have integrity. When you say you're a person of integrity, mm-hmm. what exactly does that mean? We come up short with our words, don't we? We're not real sure what that means or how to explain it. It's and we, it's like one of those yeah. things that you kind of know it when you see it, but um, but we're not real sure how to quantify it or or how to measure ourselves and, and find out if we are in fact full of integrity yep. or not or if we're lacking it uh, in some way but 100 percent. and and i think you know it's that's when i think we fall back on uh platit- high platitudes and vague answers and all of these things where it's you know it's like well it's just what you do and nobody's looking and, and we have insufficient explanations and integrity is a much bigger thing than that it affects so much of who we are and what we do in our lives and especially our ministries. So, you know, if you want to know why so many pastors are in trouble, and here's the deal. If you're if you're looking at your church and you've got constant turnover with your staff, if you've got uh, continual problems and you're struggling with it, there may be a, an integrity problem, if not with you, with people on your staff and, and things like that. So we want you to be, take a minute to just be open-minded, even as a believer, be open-minded and just say, I, I want to be who God calls me to be and just hear us out um, and and walk through some of this with us. Um, there's a great, great author. His name's Henry Cloud. And you'll usually see his name preceded by Ta- Townsend. And uh, he wrote a book by himself, though, called Integrity. And he really takes it to, to a fuller level. And he would say that character equals the ability to meet the demands of reality. 
Yeah, we're we're going to talk about that book uh, in more detail in a later podcast. Yep. But if you don't have that book or if you've never read it, I'm going to strongly encourage you to go pick it up. It's it's, it's a, a great it's book. a relatively short, easy read. Mm-hmm. Uh, but want you to get it, and we'll put a link to that book in the show notes so you can go uh, purchase that one and read it for yourself. There we'll talk about it more in, in this resource. No, no pictures. I tried. Uh, it's not a pop-up they book. They apparently did not but, have that option. But he does a lot of really, really helpful uh, things with this f- idea of integrity. Mm-hmm. And and kind of at, at the at the core of it, what he means by integrity is, is like you were saying earlier, it's, it's more than just this idea of who you are when no one's looking or being the same person. Those are all aspects of integrity, but they're not the entire picture. Which, let's also be honest, too. That also leads to bad practice of of integrity because ba- just based on pornography stats alone, what we do when nobody's looking, we're not in control of that either. So it's not like we're doing really well in one area yeah. and we move. You have to have a whole understanding to to benefit wholly from it. And and speaking of of wholeness, that is kind of the idea behind what integrity actually means. Yeah. That it, it's a person of wholeness. They're a well balanced, complete, or or finished, uh, mature yeah. product. They they are someone who is whole in several different areas. And we'll talk about more about Cloud's idea of that next week. But yeah. right now, what we want to do is just make sure that that you kind of help you shift your thinking and think about integrity mm-hmm. and maybe in a little different way, in a, in a more complete and holistic way. That yep. it's something bigger than just what you do when no one's looking. That integrity has several different facets, and that to kind of help us understand what we mean by integrity, because you know so far we've kind of just talked about the abstract philosophical idea of it, yeah. right? That oh, yeah. it, that we have this concept of what integrity is, but I think to help us understand it a little better. We need to understand what integrity is not yes. in order to get into some of the specific concrete ideas of, of what a person of integrity does sure. and how they behave, right? Well, and it's and it's one of those, you know, if it was what you do and nobody's looking, it would be an odd thing with, like with God, that God, we see integrity, a word in Hebrew applied to the character of God and of those things. And, and so that wouldn't fit. There's got to be a bigger definition. And I think you're right. It's great to say what something isn't. And then we're going to come back around and help address each one of those knots because you you want to know what you're for, not just what you're against. Um, but we got some good stories too. <laughs> it's some good thoughts. Yeah. One of the things, one of the reasons this is such an important topic, and we chose to tackle this one next because you know we, we've spent through the resources and the podcast and stuff that we do, yeah. we're addressing some of the some of the tougher issues and some of the more important issues, right? Mm-hmm. Like how yep. you manage your time, how to handle conflict, uh, and now integrity, because we. We especially if you're not in ministry, if you're if you're in ministry, if you've been in ministry for any amount of time, you can get a little jaded by it, and you can you can see you know the reality of it. But if you're maybe new to ministry, or if you're uh, you know a volunteer in your church, you're not a pastor per se. We have this idea that just because this person is a pastor, they automatically have integrity, right? Right. And the reality and is very sh- much the opposite. And of it that. should be in it. It, that, that it should, should be the case. Right. For sure. So you don't um, you don't need to feel foolish if you've been hurt and you go, Well, I thought I could well, you should have been able to. But we're gonna talk about some of the reasons that you can't. Um, but no, yeah, hundred percent. You know, pastors are not immune to a lack of integrity. And no. I've known I've known far too many pastors who have zero integrity. Yeah. And uh, and so we need to set up an integrity hotline. 
where like I think about all those ads I keep seeing. It's like, did you serve in the military between 2003, 2015? I think we should do one that says, have you suffered in a church from a lack of integrity? Call 1-800-GET-YOUR-JUNK-TOGETHER. The phone line would be very, very busy. Yeah, I'm not going to man it. I just want to start it. I'm an ideas guy, Mike. Okay. All right. So let's let's talk about uh, a couple of things that integrity is not. What's right. The, what's the first one? So Michael? the first thing I would say, integrity is not uh, manipulating people, even for a good purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that yeah. that seems. Oh yeah, obviously manipulating people is a bad thing. But how many times in practice do we phrase things a certain way? Do yeah. we put people in a position to where they kind of have to see it our way, or we kind of force their hand yeah. to serve in this role, Refuse or we to share certain we, details, we withhold details, yep. all of the different things that we do. And we do it under the guise of, hey, I'm doing this for a good reason. It's for their own benefit. It benefits Mm -hmm. the church. This helps the ministry grow. This is good for the church. We we justify all of these things that we do to try and manipulate people to move a certain direction. Uh, And and that is not integrity. Even though we might look at it and go, hey, look, look at me. I've, you know moved the whole congregation we've I've been a great leader and we've yeah. helped people grow and we're and things are happening and things are moving and you see growth in the church and there's excitement and there's buzz around it and all that happens because I'm a, a leader with integrity uh, and maybe that's the case but in a lot of cases it's the case that you are actually have been manipulating people and that is not integrity no I mean and, and usually I'm gonna come I'll come back to this several times this is just a resounding thing in my mind that that kind of leadership, though it gets results, okay, that kind of leadership over time, no matter how you grow, you look at a lot of places that just explode, and people are always having to wonder, what does the leader really mean? What's going on here? Because you've never been fully honest, and you, you've you manipulated people over time. And so, you know, I've met a lot of pastors who have a really big smile and a firm handshake and blow a lot of smoke in your face about stuff, and then... They're not even as mean and manipulative or mean about you or they don't cut you down as much as they just do whatever suits them at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then they have a justification for it. I mean, one of the here's one of the sad things, too, and, and I've watched this specifically in churches. I've seen entire programs in churches like training programs, right? We we desire that people want to grow and people want to uh, step into leadership and but we all know the reality of that is not everybody's ready for that and they need to grow. But I've seen entire um training classes, I guess, and training modules set up with the express purpose of washing people out rather than having an honest and loving conversation with them, a forthright conversation. And so and I, you mean you mean set up classes that you know people are gonna leave or say yep. they're done with this and throw yep. their hands in rather than actually addressing that problem or or having the doing the hard part of removing them from that volunteer role. Is yeah. that what you mean? That's a much better way of saying yeah. it. Yeah. It's it so you know, without getting too specific on it or whatever, I just these were these were leadership kind of courses. This is putting people in leadership and it was known that several of the in the individuals involved didn't need to be in leadership because they, you know, they were gossipy or they were they had this issue or that issue. And what the loving thing to do would be is to say, hey, I appreciate that this is something you want to do. And there was a lot of a lot of expressed interest in ascending to some leadership positions. And rather than saying, here's what we need to work on, uh, I remember the pastors, a couple of the pastors looking over and saying, 
well, we're going to make this so difficult that they're just going to wash out anyway. Yeah. And they're not going to care. And they're not going to want to. We're going to create any, so many loopholes yeah. that they have to jump through that they're going to get tired of doing it. And they're mm-hmm. just going to walk away. They said they've, they're going to have to spend a year doing this and read all these books and do this. And, you know, by the end of it, they're not even going to want to do it. And but it was in response in the conversation. The context was. We knew that there were people that were unhealthy and what's I'm I'm overly black and white and confrontational a lot of times, but at the same time, my thought process there was that's incredibly passive aggressive and mean and hateful to those people because if you really loved them and wanted to shepherd them well, you would just go to each one of them and tell them why. Mm-hmm. They were more than happy to use them when they could give them something they needed, but they weren't ever gonna and that's part of discipleship is disciple them to become and grow and and be where they haven't been. And and so that's, you know, whether it's that kind of stuff or, you know, I've seen people thrown under the bus and then see it, you know, explained later on about how that's okay, all the way down to being told that if the pastor ever asked my opinion on something, I needed to understand. He didn't, he wasn't really caring what I thought. It wasn't an opportunity for me to weigh in as much as he just wanted to hear another opinion. And I went, and it just kind of, you know, my personality. Give me your opinion so I can validate myself that my opinion's better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Or or eventually I found out, take your opinion and use it. Yes. And, and, and claim say, it as my own. Right. Yes. And, yeah. I, and so, I like, we, again, we, we don't think pastors do this. Right. And, and the goal, I mean, you guys have listened to this long enough to know our heartbeat is for pastors. We yeah. love pastors. We want to care for them. So our goal is not to to trash on pastors, but we want to bring awareness to the reality that pastors have a struggle with this too. And, and yeah. to the extent that... So one great example, my wife uh, is a biblical counselor, and we were mm-hmm. working with a church uh, a few years ago, and uh, the the lead pastor called my wife because my wife had been meeting with a, a staff member. Uh, about some issues that that staff member was having and mm-hmm. and had been in months of counseling with my wife on this and the lead pastor called and was trying to get information about this particular individual wow and ethics and, problem and my wife wouldn't you know she was very careful in what she would say and like why are why yeah. are you asking these questions and throughout the conversation it became apparent that what the lead pastor was trying to do there was another issue that he was supposed to be addressing, but he didn't want to address it, so he was trying to get Whitney to address it in the counseling sessions for him. Gosh. And and made it very clear that he didn't want Whitney to tell this person that they had spoken. And so and there were several really, really shady things happening in this. And finally, Whitney just said to him, because Whitney, Whitney can be a very black and white person, too, when she needs to be. And right. she said, are you asking me to lie to this person? And yeah. the pastor's response, because he's trying to address a problem, but he's doing it in a very wrong way. And, and that kind of question kind of caught him off guard. And he stopped for a minute and thought, and he's like, well, I don't know. Am I? I guess I am. I, I, yes, I'm asking you to yeah. lie. That, so he's trying to manipulate a situation that produces possibly, or at least what in his mind was a good result, but he's doing it in a very uh, wrong, unethical way that l- completely lacks integrity, even though he's trying to you know, paint it in the picture of this is the best thing for the well, church or for this person. And it's really easy. I talked just the other day with somebody that 
the, you know, they're talking about how easy it is to lie to ourselves so often that we convince ourselves. And, and here's, I would say a couple of things. One, if you're a church member and, and not a staff member listening to this, I, there's a couple reasons we're diving into this. It's not to attack. We listen. We we have to grow through our own integrity problems. I mean, we're all we all walk through this. But what we want you to do is to hear this to understand. One, pastors are people, and they they're believers that are growing. But two, you need to understand. I've met so many church members because we've all served in unhealthy churches, and so many church members come and they're afraid to to speak out and talk to the pastor, not to, not to spread rumors or gossip, but to literally go and speak to the pastor. Now, usually pastors get the irritable, ridiculous people, and that makes you a little bit callous, right? And, and the people that just go, and wow, the carpet's the wrong color, or I didn't get picked for this thing I wanted to And that's not what we're talking about. But I told, I remember telling somebody, they said, our church, they called me, they said, our church it's rotating through people left and right. We don't, all the stories, like they had, they had four or five staff members leave and the stories that are told to the people turn out on social media and that there's, aren't the true stories mm-hmm. and th- that kind of stuff. And I said, you need to understand there's a couple things. You have two incredibly powerful things. One, your voice to question and speak to the pastor. And two, where you choose to tithe your resources and give your money to. And if you don't feel that you can trust and you're not listened to and it's an unhelpful environment, then you need to have the courage to take both of those things and go somewhere else. And so, or to stay if you feel called to and keep doing that. But you, a lot of times, staff members underneath a pastor like that, even if they feel called there, they don't get the right to speak out. They get ostracized and fired and or moved out or pushed out. And you have a lot of power to bring that kind of stuff up. And that's a healthy thing. And if you love your pastor, you'll have those kind of conversations if you see that. Or, yeah, you'll or, have opportunities to lead up. Yeah, and you'll mm-hmm. get clarified. You know, you get clarified of something you miss. But, you know, I remember it, it's a great quote. I thought John Acuff said it. Uh, but, you know, people that uh, aren't questioned do questionable things. And we all need accountability and questioning. Michael, what's our second thing that integrity is not? So integrity is not always presenting yourself in a positive light, mm. right? And that's, I know that's a very vague statement. And so let's let's we'll clarify. clarify that and expound on that a little bit. But one of the things that we pastors love to do mm-hmm. is paint ourselves in a negative, or I'm sorry, in a positive light, right? We, yeah. what we, kind of pastor are you? <laughs> we, we like to, we like to receive the glory for things when yep. ministries are going well. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we want to be there. We want to be there for all the photo ops. When ministries know, are not going well, we, we like we to po- go away, right? And we, we like to post and we, deceptive pictures. <laughs> yes. We, we, uh, part of our seminary training is where to stand to take a picture to mm. make sure it looks like the room mm. is the fullest. Yep. And, uh, and we learn how to count, uh, <laughs> yeah liberally and uh, and take some creative liberties yep. in in a lot of those things uh, but we love to paint ourselves in a positive light right yes. and and that's not what we mean by integrity we integrity mm. is not you know always being the upstanding person who has everything together and yeah. everything is always working really well and we've got all the answers and you know we're a strong spiritual person and and presenting yourself as that Sometimes that's going to be true, yeah, yeah, but it doesn't mean you're automatically that equates to integrity, right? Well, well Henry, Henry Cloud says it really well, so we're going to keep plugging this book because it's a great book. But in integrity, he says, if people are really narcissistic or have the need to be seen as more than they really are or to be admired as having it all together, then they cannot be followed or trusted by others. 
And I, that really does the majority. And I hate to, I don't want to burst bubbles and do that, but here's why it's so important that you have a relationship with your local pastor and a relationship with that in the church is because you only see this side of what I call pastor porn. Uh, you know, oh, this guy's got a great podcast and people follow him. Oh, I watch these clips. Oh, I see that. Well, a lot of those guys, that, whether they're jerks or not or whatever, you don't know. And you don't know who that, but you just see what they want you to see. And it's better and more edifying and sanctifying for you as a believer or as a leader to be connected to down-to-earth local people. It's okay to use that stuff and to learn from it. Um, but when we look at it, man, narcissism is not something, and we live in a culture of narcissism, right? I mean, you just said, I, I serve for pastor, a pastor that never came to any student event unless he thought there could be somebody there that was famous. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was literally the story. He said, I brought Lecrae uh, into to an event before Lecrae was famous. And I didn't get, he said, I didn't get a picture with him. Well, I brought in a rapper to an event and he said, so I'm going to make sure I get a picture with this guy. He came in case he becomes famous in case he became famous. (laughs) I mean, he told me that and he took a picture with him and shook his hand and, uh, and then he left just immediately left. He took 10 minutes to talk with this guy and kind of get to hear him a little bit. And then he didn't come in here to speaker. He didn't come watch. I mean, just gone. And I thought that was really sad. And, and that individual was kind of suffered from some crippling insecurity uh, as a pastor. And, and I mean, just a lot of stories about that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, one of these things where it was not about it was about putting, you know, the best light you could possibly put and being more than you were rather than understanding who God made you to be. And so, you know, it's just it's just a crazy thing in truth. So when you look at it, I mean, you know, the joke is if it didn't happen on social media, it didn't did it happen um, is always the joke and the question. And that doesn't mean you don't post things. But if if the summation of your ministry or 90% of your or 50% of your ministry is only what people see on Instagram, then that's not your ministry. That is that's what Jesus when Jesus looks at us and says, you know, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing and you get your reward. Well, you get your reward here for what people see. Then none of that is stuff that God is glorified in if it's only for us. And so that doesn't mean don't use a tool or social media, but that's what we've seen a lot of people. And so that's, uh, be very careful to judge others by what you see uh, on a social media feed or whatever. Right. And that, again, that's not tearing any pastor down. That's really encouraging you to, be rooted somewhere locally and and have a real relationship with a pastor. Um, and the next one is this. This is our last of those of these three that integrity is not. This could be an hours long podcast with more, but these were three we really got caught in. Um, integrity is not avoiding different situations by only providing easy answers or avoiding conflict. Mm-hmm. That is that is a large percentage of temptation in ministry. Yeah. Yeah, we we like to uh over spiritualize things, oh. right? Hi, and hyper spiritual people is what I always think about is. Yes. And uh you know there there was a uh, a pastor I worked with years ago who had a a really great saying that he probably said it too much, mm. you know, but but it there was truth behind the principle, which is, you know, you you can't 
uh, manage a spiritual problem and you can't spiritualize a management problem. Mm, and so it, it's important <laughs> to keep a distinction between the two, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and But we love our management problems. We love to spiritualize those yeah. and, and make it about something that it's not. And when we do that, we're missing the integrity mark, right? Oh, no doubt. I, listen, I had a pastor one time. I got accused of a bunch of stuff by a staff member and it turned out in the meeting, because I had a one of the lead team leader leadership guys told me everything that happened in this meeting, and so I got to hear everything that was going on, and I heard what the accusations were, and it turned out it was a hundred percent false. Like the people in the meeting that were in those conversations, and they went, "No, that's not the case. That's ridiculous. Why are you lying?" And and it ended up the pastor told me he didn't know I knew all that stuff, but he looked at me and said, "Hey, man, you don't really have to be sorry for anything that went on. I know you didn't do any of that stuff." But, but you, you need to go apologize to him. And I said, why do I need to go apologize to them? He goes, well, just, just think about it. And I said, okay, but I don't really feel like I'm going to do that. I don't, if, if I didn't do anything wrong, why would they not apologize to me? Like I've been accused of a bunch of stuff. And he went, oh, well, well then he come, he grabs me and I eventually, I, we figured out a way to make it work. And I had to kind of compromise a little bit and say, so I had to do the really cheap. I, I said, sorry if something I did offended you. And that like really goofy apology. And he comes to me and said, did you apologize? And I said, I did. I did it after I was given an ultimatum by him. And he says, hey, man, just remember. And he puts his fingers out like he's quoting stuff off. And he goes, teamwork is always number one. Team's always number one, man. It comes before us. And I went, that does not even address the number of bad leadership issues that we've dealt with. And, and I think we see that when it, whether it's a management problem, you know, we do this with, I've seen, I see this with a lot of parents. I mean, it parents and just leaders, you know, I had a student leader call me and say, I got a call from one of my girls. And I said, okay, well, what's going on? Well, she's dealing with, it was a sexual problem, a sexual sin. And she said, uh, it was kind of like almost getting into uh, the realm of sex itself. And so she had just called and she was struggling um, and she had, confessed all this stuff and said, you were one of my own leaders. And she said, Ian, I just told her the devil's trying to get your virginity and you can't let him have it. (laughs) I went, okay. And I mean, like, I didn't know this girl from Eve, you know? And so I just went, um, thanks for trying to do that. I'll take it from here. But easy, those easy and empty answers, we need to be people and, and having integrity is not, lobbing an answer like that out. In fact, A, quick answers tend to unsettle people um, because we're not taking the time. And two, very rarely do I see even pastors or people that ask the next question and asking things like, is this right? Is this okay? Well, you know, I would, I kind of told her, I said, well, I don't think the devil wants her virginity. I think that she's an incredibly tempted individual. The enemy is always at work. Um, and she's putting herself in bad situations, but the practical of that was don't put yourself in this position with a boy anymore. Let's talk about why you want to do that. And, but it takes a lot of bandwidth and it also is very uncomfortable to go into those situations, I think. And, and that is, that's a major place where compromises are made. And I genuinely believe from the amount of national ministry I've done and connecting the pastors, there's a lot of pastors. I don't, I think we've created such a a shell game of leadership around ministry that I don't even know if most pastors have the education and reasoning ability a lot of times because they've just not ever spent the time on it 
to understand and communicate difficult things. That well, way. and they and they've been conditioned right to. Uh, yeah. It's not. It's not that they're not capable of it or that they are are stupid by any means. It's, it's that they. No. We have we have created a, an institution where we condition ourselves to sweep things under the rug, yes. to make as small waves as possible, to to advance the growth, the mm-hmm. primarily the yeah. numeric and financial growth of the church, and anything that that conflicts with that, we're going to get rid of it quickly. Well, and, and look at if you, I mean, you think about that, and here's my. Th- if if you're if you feel like you know this is convicting and I'm in this boat, this isn't a condemnation thing. It's a, it's an encouragement. Your people will love and respect you more than you ever thought when you begin to say, you know, I don't know. Let me go look for it. Let me work on this. Let me struggle through this with you. Mm-hmm. That's a better place to be. I struggle with that, but to be able to 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 admit that you don't know things and to walk through that. And and that's that's the point of this whole uh, talk right now, right? That yeah. W- we're saying these things are not uh, definitions or characteristics of integrity yeah. uh, because we want you to have a ministry that's full of integrity. Mm. And when you're and when you stop doing these things, if, if you're doing them, you know, if you're avoiding these uh, conversations, if you're always painting yourself in a positive light and making yourself out to know everything and be the best and yeah. be super spiritual and or if you know if if you are actively manipulating people to achieve certain ends, all of those things that you're doing are going to degrade your integrity and they're gonna cause your people to lose trust in you. Yeah. Because no matter how good you are, eventually the holes are going to start to poke through. People and, are yeah. going to, and, and that gonna trust is going to leak out and people are going to recognize, oh, this guy's been playing a game this entire time yeah. and, and I don't trust him anymore. Yeah. Right. And so, so that's what we want to get at is if those, if you're currently active in doing those things, we want you to stop doing those things mm-hmm. because it's going to hurt the longevity with your people and your in that whole relationship and ultimately do damage to the ministry that you're serving in. So, yeah, so totally. let's, let's now shift away from some of the, the negative things here and let's talk a little more kind of the opposite side of those yeah. and how we do this and get some, some practical ideas here on what, what does being a minister of integrity look like? Yeah, I think, well, and so let's, we're going to kind of go in the same order. So the first one will match with the first one that we just talked about and I move that, but what we think the answers to these kind of start with man choosing the fact that choosing anything but honesty and forthrightness uh, will never gain, maintain, or deserve your people's trust. Um, I mean, anything less than that is cowardice mm-hmm. and cowardly, and that's a, a hard term. But at the same time, it's an important one for us to know. There, we tend to associate if I'm going to have to be honest and forthright, I'm going to have that means I'm going to be hateful and rude and brash. But really, that means that we haven't spent the time it takes. And had the character development to realize that honesty includes grace and it includes loving one yeah, another. It doesn't equal being a jerk, right? Yes. And, and and we spent several weeks talking about that when we talked about yeah. conflict, right? Yeah, and right. so if, if you're new to the podcast, haven't listened to that, go back and mm-hmm. listen to the ones we did on on conflict that kind of overlaps our, with this yeah, a lot. Yeah, pick up our resource on but g6allies.com too we, and walk through it. We, we want you to understand that integrity means being able and willing to navigate difficult conversations, yes. to to not manipulate people, but to sit down in a in a forthright, gracious way, have the conversations that we need to have. Mm-hmm. In the 
yeah, it's going to cause some bumps. It's going to cause some, you know, upset people. And, and it may do some temporary damage to your ministry. But the longevity of the ministry, the overall health, yeah. the long-term health is going to be infinitely better when you take well, this approach, when you are a leader with integrity. I don't even think you need to think about it as damage. I think that you need to, to realize that your job as a pastor and a shepherd is not to make everybody happy. That's a, we all know that's the surest way to make nobody happy. But at the end of the day, your job is the spiritual well-being of people. And so you imagine, I mean, just think about a program that washes people out, you know, the response of being washed out, though it helps you in the short term in your mind, uh, I don't have to have these conversations. The damage long-term is, well, it's just impossible. That person begins to say, it's impossible to be a leader. And this is ridiculous. And I can't believe that we're doing that. When, if you just had a conversation and said, hey, I love you. These are the standards of leadership in God's word. I'm really seeing a struggle here and here. So I want to work on those things with you and let's move on. Mm -hmm. Gosh, what a change that is. But we're so afraid somebody's going to leave and walk away if we do that. Well, and that, that kind of goes to the next point mm. that they our, flow. our definition of greatness is going to determine the level of our actual integrity. And, and here's, here's kind of how they go. We said at the very beginning, uh, taking Henry Cloud's definition of integrity, yeah. that it means wholeness, right? Or mm -hmm. matureness. It's, it's, it's a, this idea of completeness into what you are supposed to be. When we have a different definition of greatness, Yeah. whatever our definition of greatness is, that's what we align our actions and our behaviors and our beliefs toward, right? Mm -hmm. And so if our idea of greatness is a large church, then every decision we make gets filtered through that and we start, we start compromising on different things for that end goal, right? Yeah. And if our ultimate goal is to make disciples— Mm -hmm. then that ought to be the filter by which we conduct our ministry, not washing people out or make, creating loopholes that people have to jump through to the extent that they get tired of it and they just go away. <laughs> yeah. That's not making a disciple. That's that's solving a, uh, a temporary irritant in your ministry. Mm. Making disciples would take a very different approach to that. And so that's what yeah. we need to understand if when we measure what it is that we're measuring our greatness by is going to affect our actual level of integrity. And you wonder why so many people leave the church. It's because you do. You see something that's growing and hopping and seems great. And then when people get past just being an attender and they get into the veneer, a lot of times they go, this is not what I expected. This is ridiculous. This is crazy. But but that's right. And, and here's I've said this before. I'll say it again. Serving in a lot of churches uh, across the country, because we know now through the statistics of the things we're talking about, we have ample evidence to tell you that it is lar is more unhealthy than healthy right now. And we want to see it get healthy again. But if you need to look at it and say, ask if I'm serving in or I am leading a church that functions more like the mafia than the church. And, and what I mean by that is if people are constantly having to if they want to advance and by advance, I mean, grow and, and take on more responsibility and those kind of things in your church, do they have to go through a rigmarole and make compromises on their convictions and, and vision in order to do that? And you may say, well, no, but here's the deal. If it's your way or the highway, that's not the design for the church. The design for the church is this is our vision. We're going to raise people up. We're going to empower people to to do the gospel and disciple people. And a lot of churches get rid of a lot of great leaders 
not because they're not faithful, but because they don't have the it factor that they think is going to make it successful. And so I would by, just... By their definition. By their definition, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, ask the question, how often, or I'm sorry, what, you know, what am I truly living to achieve in my ministry? And do we find ourselves justifying compromises in order to to reach our goals? I think if that's the funny thing is it seems like we have a lot of successful churches, but not very many people that act like Christ. And I would start asking the question, do you really think Christ would act and do these things? Can you see Christ talking about people and treating people the way that you and your staff do? And I think it's going to be an easy answer to say no. No, probably most of the not. time. Yeah. Um, and here, here's the last one. Uh, taking easy and hyper spiritual answers to difficult and real problems will always lead us to lack integrity. Um, that is no doubt. I think I would ask myself this question. Am I asking uh, myself and receiving the challenge of difficult questions with confidence to grow or to change? Or am I simply defending an argument? Because here's here's exactly where I see a lot of churches go, where I struggle to be. It, it is. It's uncomfortable to say, I need to rethink a pretty big issue, right? We're not telling you to rethink is Jesus Lord, <laughs> you know, is there are, there are primary beliefs, but here's what happens. We end up over time with these easy answers. We end up clinging more to the answer and defending the argument. than we do actually the issue we're talking about. And I've seen this, I've watched people that that's really how you see people that served, I tended to struggle with people that had been at a church for 30 years serving because they had never been discipled from the pulpit down. And they end up going, well, this is the way we always do it. We should have separate boy and girl swim times and they shouldn't wear these bathing suits. And I'd go, okay, well, but they're wearing these, your kid, your grandkids are wearing bathing suits like this in their other pictures. Why is it any different? It's just different. And they would go off on this and I'd go, okay, but that's not addressing the more important issue of, are we talking to our kids about what they look and see and lust about? I mean, that's the idea. And that will erode not only trust and, and character and wholeness in your people, but in all those that you're trying to reach. Because eventually they go, well, they're just a bunch of dogmatic jerks. And Jesus didn't do that, mm -hmm. right? Um, you might pull bir birds of a feather flock together. And before also as a pastor, you're going to get a lot of people very caught on their own arguments and you're going to not be able to make any headway with them. And part of integrity is the willingness to listen and to grow in the challenges. So we've, you know, that's a lot. I know that our podcast is a little bit longer introing this, but we are, man, we just love that you guys are back with us. We're excited to be back discussing these issues with you and jumping in. So listen, if you've got any questions, if there's anything going on, if you, uh, if your coffee is struggling to stay hot and your ministry struggling to stay healthy, uh, then that's what we're here for. And so we, we love you guys and, and we're doing well, Michael, anything before we're done? Well, let me, let me just, um, recap for you as you're listening to this, give you some real practical questions yeah. uh, that we already mentioned, but just to have them all in, in one place here, I want you to ask yourself these questions. All right. Um, first of all, how often are you fully and lovingly honest with the people that you lead mm -hmm. rather than just telling yourself a story, right? We go yep. back to what we talked about with crucial conversations and how we tell ourselves a story and yes. we're filling in information gaps. So how often are you having loving conversations and being forthright and honest with your people mm -hmm. versus just trying to skirt the issue? Yep. Next, 
what am I truly living to achieve in this life? You know, do I find myself justifying um, compromises that I'm making in order to achieve my goals? Mm-hmm. And then the third question is, am I asking myself and receiving the, the challenge and difficult questions uh, with confidence to grow and change, or am I simply defending an argument? Right. Ask yourself those questions and apply them to your ministry context. If you need help working through those, we're here to coach you through that. Just yep. give us a holler. We would love to walk through that with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but We're going to have some we, really exciting and new ways to even do that in the future, so just stay tight, stay with yep. us. And so uh, we love you guys. We're, we're praying for you. Uh, I want each and every one of you, whether you're a pastor, a pastor's wife, whether you're mm-hmm. a, a volunteer in your church, whether you're new to the entire Christian faith, wherever you're at, we want you to be a person of integrity. And, yep. uh, and we want to help you do that and provide some, some worthwhile tools that will help you uh, become a person of integrity or continue to be a person of integrity. So love you guys and can't wait to talk to you next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Mad Pastors podcast today. We hope that you found it not only encouraging, but beneficial that you have people in your corner doing ministry. Here's what we'd love for you to do. If you'd subscribe, review, and share our podcast, that would mean the world to us, and it'd help as many pastors to hear and be encouraged just like you were. G6 is also supported by partners and allies like you who are willing to financially give and be a part of this ministry with us. So if you feel like you'd like to be a part of this with us, just go to g6allies.com slash partner. And we'd love for you to become our ally in our mission to serve pastors and their families. If you have questions, comments, or just want to talk more with us about your particular ministry needs, just email us at hello at g6allies.com. We can't wait to see you next time for our next episode.